second. Hey, everybody, Ron from New England here, and you are listening to the Wicked Planet Podcast. Tonight, I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to give you a throwback episode to the very first podcast appearance I ever made, and that was on the Dangerous World Podcast with Ryan and Brandon. Take a listen, and I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, God, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another bi-weekly episode. Is bi-weekly twice a week? Or That's every, good. That's every good. two weeks. I don't know. Whatever it is. Well, hey, we do have to tell you. <laughs> We've recorded already tonight. I've, I've had too many drinks, man. This fucking episode right here is going to reset your mind, okay? <laughs> we talked with Ron from New England, and this man has been studying conspiracies and he's been in this mindset that's so in vogue to be in right now since you were swimming around in your dad's ball sack i'll tell you that right now yeah i mean the country was founded on conspiracy theory samuel adams arguably was one of the best you know he was like the lenin of the u.s he was really good at spreading conspiracy theories and a lot of them like fervored the fight to to bring this country into what it was. So, I mean, he, he claims to do, he even claims to be related to the original Patriots. So thank yeah. God to this guy. Uh, all I'm saying utilitarian, uh, ethics at its, at its prime here. Thanks. Thank you, Ron. Well, yeah. Ron's, uh, ancestors fought in basically every war related to the United States. I mean, the man is a fucking very, very smart, you know, alternative thinking type of a dude. And we cover the World Health Organization, the Red Cross. We touch on a lot of different shit in this episode. We're all over the place, but it all does come back to the World Health Organization, the Red Cross, and just health issues that are going on for all of us here throughout the world. And, um, you know, we're going to dig right into it right away here. So uh, with that being said, Jade Premium CBD, visit their website at jadecbd.co. Type in that promo code DANGER to get yourself 
10% off of the best CBD. They're coming out with some new products pretty soon. May or may not be involved with pets. Uh, I'm not going to say too much about that because I don't want to get suicided, okay? Uh, you know, this is very, very important shit that those guys are doing over there. And uh, I would definitely, definitely check them out. Uh, my knees are always fucked up, and I rub a little bit of that pain relief lotion. And uh, the smell alone makes me feel better with, with Jade CBD pain lotion, okay? Um, again, Danger is your promo code over there for 10% off of hands down the best CBD in the game, okay? Then we have DapperDudesAC.com. Dot com, okay? If you want to have a beard like mine or pubes like Brandon, okay, you need to get Dapper Dudes Ritz. We call this the, the biker pubes. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the happy trail. It's a, you guys saw his belly button. If you watch the fucking uh, IGTV video that we have, it's a very, very unhappy trail if I've ever seen one. So check out. Desolate. In all, in all seriousness, guys, uh, Nucky is a great scent. Ritz is a great scent. They've got some really, really quality products over there. Um, both of these companies are completely American sourced. Um, American jobs for small businesses when small businesses are being attacked by the deep state. Okay. Fuck China. Fuck all these people. Um, not the citizens of China. Okay. All you social justice warriors out there like the little bitch, which I'm going to address at the end of this episode. They're supplying your masks, by the way, folks. So I'm going to address this fucking attack on our podcast at the end of the episode. Actually, the end of the next episode. I'm confused. Um, and drunk. Yeah. And drunk as well. Uh, we might actually have to cut that out, but, um, guys, Check I'm out. leaving it in. Okay, that's, so fine. You know. that's fine. Fuck it. At this point, fuck it. Um, thank you all to getting us to a thousand views, or I'm sorry, a thousand followers on Instagram. Um, with Dapper Dudes AC, type in podcast. That's your promo code that'll get you 15% off. And, you know, without further ado, let's talk to Ron of New England, an OG truther that'll blow your fucking mind. This one it's, is fun, guys. It's absolutely worth Stay listening. Tuned. Share it with a friend, and as always, please leave us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcast and enjoy the fucking episode, people. All right, everybody, the Dangerous World Podcast welcomes Ron from New England today, an OG truther, been studying aliens, Bigfoot, you name it. This guy knows his stuff, and we're really, really excited to talk about the who and dabble into the Red Cross and just kind of how we got to this interesting time today. How you doing today, Ron? Hey, Ron. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. I'm a big fan. Dude, thanks for thanks, thanks for coming, man. That means a lot to us. Hey, well, so you know, you were saying when we were kind of talking earlier, you've been in this world for a long time, man. You've been talking about, or I should say, researching a lot of you know hidden topics, occult history, esotericism related things. Give a little summary of how you got kind of swept into this crazy conspiratorial world. Well, you know, uh, you know, as a kid, I was always interested in things that, you know, just at the time seemed weird. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm no youngster. I'm in my 50s, so I've been around a while. And uh, and, I, and and I remember we had a conversation earlier, and uh, I, I was started watching this TV show called uh, In Search of, and it was, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it was a no. TV show that Leonard Nimoy did, you know, Leonard Nimoy that was oh, Spock yeah. on uh, Star Trek. Okay. And uh he would he he would do subjects on uh you know aliens ufos uh cryptozoology which is the study of animals that s supposedly don't exist and uh you know weird things and i was always fascinated with the mayans and the aztecs and 
And I remember the first question I ever asked myself was, all these thousands of Mayan Indians just disappeared. Where did they go? <laughs> and that was my first, that was my first jump down the rabbit hole uh, before I even knew what a rabbit hole was. And uh, so, uh, you know, in school, I did a lot of reports on the Mayans and, and things like that. And of course, as the years go by, uh, that progresses, your, your interest progresses, it evolves. Uh, you, you get to where you're interested in other subjects. And, and there was some time I wasn't really involved in any of it. But, you know, uh, you know, once I got out of high school and passed my partying stage, I was uh, starting to get uh, interested more into things, conspiratorial things, uh, you know, what some people say are conspiracies, what you know may not be conspiracies. They might be the real deal. But, you know, we need to look into this and, uh, you know, get everything from both sides and try to determine whether it's true or not on my end. Uh, another thing I was really interested in was uh, uh, European theater, World War II. I was always been interested in that. I've read a ton of books on Adolf Hitler, uh, the Third Reich, uh, Nazis, Nazism, and all these other things to try to understand, you know, how how people could be evil, you know, to that degree. And and after that, I I kind of understood that wow, people really can be evil. You know, people can do this yep. to other people. And that's what led me into being interested in the New World Order, the elite, uh, say, the Bilderbergers, the Rothschilds, uh, the Rockefellers, you know, <laughs> the all, 13 these, families. all these, yeah, the big families that, you know, really are probably sitting back pulling the strings. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, interesting, man. It's a deep state, right? Yeah, the de well, exactly. The de what what people nowadays hear the deep state. You know, if you hear it on other shows or on the news, and even President Trump has uh, mentioned the deep state and and how he's there to drain the swamp of the deep state, and you know, and I think that's what he's working on personally. You know, but uh, but anyways, that got me interested in all that uh, all that stuff, and I just started you know researching and researching and. And I was on the internet, uh, like when it first came out, I remember I had this old computer and you had, uh, what was it? AOL with the dial up, and, yeah. you know, and I, and, uh, and I remember searching on Google when Google was brand new, you know? So, uh, so it's, it's been a lot of years of researching. I spend way too much time doing it. According to my wife, she says <laughs> it's going to drive me nuts, but I think I've hey, already man. been there. We're all but, a little nuts, uh, right? <laughs> Yeah, hey, you mentioned you, know, so... you mentioned that we're look that we're you know living in the Fourth Reich. You're talking about you know the Mayans, and then you you talked about Hitler there. You mentioned that we're living in the Fourth Reich right now. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because that's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so after studying a lot of uh, a lot of uh, the Third Reich, you know what they called is what the Nazis called their uh, what they were aiming for was the Third Reich, which was a thousand years of control, and of course you know when they lost world war ii which in my opinion they they only lost it by like 60 days if they, if they had another 60 days or 90 days i think things would have turned out a lot differently yeah it's but, interesting but yeah but uh and that's just other research that i've done you know what they had for weapons what they had for nuclear capabilities what they had for rockets uh and just give you that one example i mean when when the americans went in on one end and the russians came in on the other side it was a big battle over who was going to get the smart people right who was going to get the top SS people? Who was going to bring all these people back to their country and start, uh, you know, getting their knowledge to try to? Because I mean, the Russians knew, the Americans knew, these Germans really had a clock. These guys knew what they were doing. Very, very smart people. Operation and, Paperclip, uh, you're talking about, yeah. 
Yeah, so so I mean, just give you one example. Uh, Werner von Braun, the, the head of their, uh, and who was an SS officer, the head of their missile program, you know, the V1, uh, the V2, the V1 was the flying bomb, which actually flew, took off from a ramp, flew to a destination, ran out of fuel, and then landed and its payload went off in a bomb, you know, and that's what they, when they did the Battle of Britain, that's really what they were shooting a lot of that over. Uh, and I mean, just to sit down and do the math, okay, we got to shoot off here from Pietermunda and we're going to shoot it over to London. How much gas are we going to need? How much fuel is that going to take? And, and then, uh, you know, we needed to run out of fuel right over London. You know, I mean, these, these, <laughs> these people were smart. The Absolutely, V2 rocket man. was, the V2 rocket is what we call today an ICBM, an intercontinental ballistic missile. So that's what the V2 was. Uh, luckily they did not have any success i mean they had limited success with it but the uh the idea was there the thought was there uh the knowledge was there to just refine and make this thing work well Werner von braun was the head of that whole that whole deal and of course who ended up coming to the united states uh i think it was the operation paperclip when we yeah. had uh, brought all the uh, brought the nazis over to the united states a lot of them we gave them different identities uh, but Werner von Braun uh, became a big wig at NASA. And it was because of Werner von Braun that we were actually able to send the first people to the moon, you know? So, I mean, you take all these Germans that we took and the ones that escaped and then the ones that were off doing their own thing, going to different parts of Europe, reestablishing themselves, joining what I believe is now the deep state, the new world order, and I believe, and they had a lot of money to work with. They had all that money they stole from the Jewish people. They had all that money. They, they just plundered the artwork. I mean, it's really unbelievable how much money the Nazis had to work with. And uh, so they had all, they had all these resources because a lot of that gold was never recovered. A lot of that money was never recovered. So somebody had it somewhere. And I think that their, their plan was even at the end of the war was, okay, the Reich needs to continue so we're going to do whatever we can with other, uh, you know, countries or people or organizations that are willing to help us and to hide us, which I still say the United States was part of. The Catholic Church definitely was part of. And, uh, and I think they've been able to bring it around, get back together and start running the show. And, and I believe in my theory that we are living in the Fourth Reich right now. I, I think the Nazis lost the war, but they didn't lose the world. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think so, that they rebranded, you, know, you know what I mean? They, they realized that it was much easier to set up religious organizations like the Vatican and things like this, instead mm. of controlling people militarily, control people with money, control people with faith and religion and things like exactly, this. Exactly. Yeah. And I can already Usually. tell that I'm going to have to have you back on for all kinds of different topics because you made me think of so many other things, but I want to get hey, into kind time. of, <laughs> I, I want to get into this really interesting topic of the World Health Organization, their corrupt past, some interesting things that have gone on medically, you know, in, you know, whether it's here in the U.S. or around the world. Right. So the World Health Organization, until Donald Trump's presidency, the United States was funding the majority of it. Right. Well, they were a big um, contributor, contributor, and he still hasn't pulled out, by the way. He made an announcement, but Congress holds the power of the purse. They can vote on uh, in July, but he still hasn't pulled it out. Okay. 
Yeah, so uh, United States is the number one contributor to the WHO. Okay, so so the WHO has a biennium type of budget type of deal every two years. Uh, I think what it is, uh, United States ends up giving every two years just under nine hundred million dollars. So you're talking you're talking some serious money just from the United States, and how it's split up is uh, we make two payments. I want to say we make one in March and maybe one in September or something like that. Now they did make the payment, this last payment. Trump did announce that he wants to pull out of the WHO because of how they handled the whole COVID deal uh, and how they basically WHO ponied up to China and just believed everything China told them. And Trump said, listen, we're not going to give you any more money. I don't think he has the legal right to do that. That's in question. Uh, and uh, and like Brandon said, I think it's uh, it's just one of those things that it's going to have to go through a process before before we decide that we're going to, you know, not give the WHO any, any more money. And, 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 and actually, I, I think that maybe we should just give them less. I don't think that we could pull out, you know, 100%. But, you know, United States is the number one contributor to the WHO. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the second largest, which gives about $500 million every two years. So you're talking, that's some pretty serious money. you got United States uh bill gates and then you got the uk and then from there down uk gives them about uh 400 million every few years and then the rest of it you have a bunch of other countries you know germany japan uh, uh the world bank european commission a lot of these other people donate to the who but you know who doesn't donate to the who is china so uh and i think this is why china misled the who because uh you know, they're not feeding them, so they don't really have to answer to them. And I, and I, and I think, you know, when this whole COVID thing started, uh, that's, that's what made me question, because uh, just to give you a little backup, uh, when this whole story broke, I was sitting at a villa in Aruba with my uh, wife and about 15 of our friends. And I'm sitting there and uh, we were lucky enough to have good internet there. And so my phone had come on and it started reporting and this was like the third week in January uh, that this, uh, then they were, you know, and here's the other thing, the evolution of the name, right? It started out as coronavirus. And uh, so they said this coronavirus respiratory thing is going on in China and, and uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a serious problem if it gets to the United States. And, and as soon as I read that, I told my wife, I said, oh my God, this is serious. She goes, ah, it's just coronavirus. It's just another flu. I said, yeah. I said, this, this is coming from China. I said, this is not going to be another flu. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, when we get home, let's take some steps to try to get ready. So, uh, so then I kept seeing the WHO, WHO. And I mean, I always knew about the WHO, but I said, I'm going to dig a little deeper into them because these people are telling us what to do like every day now. And, no kidding. And They're the mouthpiece of China, it seems like, right? Like, and, and it's crazy. I actually thought that China contributed to the World Health Organization. So that's very, very interesting that they don't. And the World Health yeah, Organization you, and Tedros is just doing whatever it, they and, say, praising them and cri cri you know criticizing Bill Gates and, or, I'm sorry, Donald Trump. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you look at the list of contributors, there's 10 major contributors, you know. Uh, one is the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. Does China donate to that? Yeah, I don't know. So I, I just really don't think that China donates any money to the World Health Organization. I mean, I'm looking. So, I'm looking. For, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at Fox News here saying that the the U.S. does give ten times the amount of money, but we, we you know, obviously, 
that's a out proportion whether he does whether whether they do or not i don't know and then obviously they're trying to kowtow to the entire world by pledging another 30 million dollars yeah, the united recently, states so. contribution is about 16 percent of the total so right. that's a lot okay of so course even you know even if we cut them off half we'd still be giving them you know 400 million you know i mean so I, and we we, and, we owe uh, I know that we owe another four hundred million over the next I think year it is too because of already like multi year commitments we've made too yeah yeah I think so, I think it's at least that much yeah because like I said they split it up into two payments every year but uh, so I started looking into the WHO a little bit more uh, because then you're hearing how the WHO uh, you know dropped the ball on even you know announcing that this was going to be a problem. Then uh, they they touch base with China and China's like, oh, no, it's no problem. We got it under control and we're taking steps to do this. and We're taking steps to do that, which this which the steps China was doing was pretty brutal. I mean, they were they were welding people into their apartment buildings so they couldn't get out. Uh, that's actually true. I've seen that uh, all kinds of other things that I saw. And, and then. Uh, you know, for that for the WHO to just take China's word for it without even like looking into it. I mean, the WHO is supposed to be giving information and protecting us. I mean, you know, right. they were on the forefront of AIDS, Ebola, and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, coronavirus is a serious thing, especially this one. But but when I found out it was coming from Wunan, you know, it's like Wunan, uh, that's where they have their weapons labs. <laughs> and I called it right off. You know, I told my wife, I said, I'll tell you right now, this is not a naturally occur occurring virus. This is a virus that was engineered, weaponized in a lab and either got, got loose on purpose or accidentally, whatever. Of course, they were trying to was backpedaling, trying to say it came from this wet market from some bat, which is just <laughs> horseshit as far as I'm <laughs> no concerned. Shit, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it would, they were just trying to push it, push it, push it. Now, I've seen the video of this wet market. It's pretty nasty. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big animal lover, and I see they got dogs here, they got cats here, they got bats mm -hmm. here, they got all kinds of other weird animals. It's like, okay, why do people just eat cheeseburgers and pizza like everybody else does? <laughs> well, but, by the way, I it, mean China's not even holding up their dog eating festival. That they're no. still going right through with that. Yeah, and I no. had this really interesting timeline when you're talking about you know like China not cooling the whole thing when they could have. So like around January 30th, um, the World Health Organization basically silenced doctors from themselves in Geneva regarding travel restrictions. That was January 30th. And at this same time, Tedros, who is their director, a uh, very, very corrupt dude on all accounts, unless you listen to Dr. Fauci. Fauci loves the dude. And I mean, I'll, I'll send you a picture, Ron, of this guy walking around in like a thong. I don't know if you want to see it, but this guy Tedros walking around in like women lingerie. And I mean, hey, you can do whatever you want to do in your in your personal time. You know what I'm saying? But having someone like this that is corrupt on all accounts, doing really, really kind of fucked up shit by you know everyone's standards other than fauci uh who you know like it or not he had something to do with the aids epidemic right uh really trying to push the same drug he's trying to push now remdesivir which we spoke about a little bit um but yeah i mean cnn npr these guys were calling it the china virus and npr actually re released a piece with uh allison aubrey and it was titled uh, are you worried about catching the new coronavirus? In America, the flu is a bigger threat. So off the jump, Donald Trump bans travel to and from China January 31st 
at the same time that everyone's saying that, no, we need to promote travel because this is going to cause stigma. It's going to promote racism, uh, you know, xenophobia and all these other things. So it's really interesting that Trump right off the bat, and it doesn't matter if you're a Trump fan or not, you got to give credit where credit's due. And I think that where, you know, Trump was right in this situation was not not caring that, OK, yeah, maybe people will think that I'm a nationalist or whatever by banning travel to a country where a mega virus is coming out of. And I don't believe the numbers. Um, I think that they're very, very warped. But it's just very interesting how the sides flipped. I remember when you guys were about to go to Disneyland, you guys were also downplaying. I was like, no, dude, let's like let's get some guidelines real quick. Then lo and behold, Disneyland shuts down the week that you guys are trying to go, which sucks, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, T's a nice dude, you know. Yeah. He he wanted to go there for his birthday, and uh, wasn't able to do it. But in hindsight, they should have been able to go, man. What's the virus kill rate? Like point oh five percent? You know, it's it's, it's ridiculous very, it's, to it's, shut a world down for this. It's very small, but keep in mind that this is the flip that we've talked about before, where early on, Trump support the hardest, the most conservative Trump supporters were saying. You got to crack down now. And then I think a month later, they were like, we got to open it up now, too, because Trump was praising the WHO and China for their openness during the er, during the middle of March, too. Well, it's a very interesting time for a uh, mega virus to come out every four years. It seems like some shit like this happens, don't you think? Well, it happens on an election year, right? So, you know, and, and how everything else that they, they try to do to get rid of Trump didn't work. They just throw something else at us, which I think is just another conspiracy. But, you know, uh, this virus has been this virus that we're dealing with now, I, I think, was even in the United States before December. Uh, and there's actually a lot of people coming out of the woodwork that are like, yeah, I wish we had antibody tests, you know, so we could that could tell you, you know, when were you sick? Uh, last October, I was very, very sick, uh, like for two months. I had a cough. I just literally could not get rid of Uh I didn't have any fever or anything like that, but I'm a pretty tough guy. I, you know, if I get sick, I'm not sick for very long, but I, but I couldn't, I couldn't shake that cough at, at all. But the thing is this, this outbreak started like in November in Wunan. So you got November, like, even if you say it's the end of November, you have November, you have the whole month of December and a, and a couple of weeks into January before anybody even knows what's going on. And this is what I blame the WHO for not getting on it a little sooner because they should have known what was going on way before, way before mid-January, way before the end of January. They should have knew what was going on. And I think that's part of the thing. You know, China doesn't donate to them. They may not. You know, I, I think the WHO does have an office in China. I'm but not sure. I mean, I, I see, the, I see, I see numbers case, saying that they're giving money though to be, to be. I mean, it's yeah, not zero. Yeah. Right? If if that's the case, then why didn't they know about this? Because that gave thirty to forty-five days where this thing is over at Moon and festering, getting worse, killing hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Which the Chinese aren't going to give you the real numbers, right? No. I mean, I mean, they were flying over spy satellites and they were seeing the the, the smoke coming from crematoriums that they were bringing in on trucks. You know, to get rid of the dead bodies as fast as they could. And I mean, let's face it, China doesn't. Uh, in my opinion, they don't care if they lose. You know, a million people. It really doesn't matter to them. You know, I mean, it's not like United States. If you lose, you know, a hundred thousand people, well, it's a big deal, and it should be a big deal no matter what country. Supply and demand. But, yeah, life's you know, a life. <laughs> yeah. So China, China is hiding all this, and they did hide it because they didn't report it to the world, which they should have reported it to the WHO, which is part of the UN. For a lot of people that don't know that. 
It's part of the United Nations. So uh, it's they, they should have let them know so that they could have got uh, boots on the ground quicker, investigate it, find out where this came from. And I think the whole deal was is China didn't want anybody to find out that it came from a weapons lab. And this weapons lab just happened to be either the next block over or very close to the, to the wet market. So it was very easy for them to blame it on the wet market. Oh, yeah, let's just blame it on that, you know. Uh, and then we'll just call it, you know, that that's where it came from. No, it definitely didn't have anything to do with this weapons lab that's uh, studying coronaviruses and weaponizing viruses for biological warfare. Yeah, you and know? you're talking so, about uh, the, uh, the level four bio lab, right, which they had the same one yes. in Canada, uh, similar thing where Frank Plummer was in charge of. By the way, I just sent you that picture of Tedros if you wanted to check it out. This dude, to me, he looks like. Uh, like a Walmart version of that Neil deGrasse Tyson, the uh, the scientist guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just looks tweaked yeah. out. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with the dude, man. And then we just put so much faith in these people. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with the uh, with the level four bio lab, really, really oddly placed area. You know what I mean? Uh, anything can come from that, man. Um, you know, where? How do we get here? How do we get to this point? You mentioned some things earlier that I found very, very well, interesting. Well, this, this, there are some very interesting things that are tied in, and it just seems to be very coincidental uh, that this all kind of comes together, you know, at the same time. Uh, and, and just a little, a little background information, too, just for disclosure, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donates to that wound lab as well. Uh, I want to say... Holy shit. I want to say they donate about $500 million to them. You know, is, is if, if the stats are correct, which I've did some research on. So, so he's well, you know, because they're supposed to be doing cancer research at this lab, also, right? So, uh, which is another <laughs> total scam, money making scam, no but shit. it is what it is. So, but uh, yeah, so so uh, the Gates Foundation donates money to the WHO; they're the second biggest contributor. But from what I've read and what I've researched, they also donate to the the Wunan, Wunan lab. Uh, I won't call it a weapons lab, but let's just call it a level four lab, right? So, uh, so yeah, so they're getting money from people. And, and what's the big thing that Bill Gates is pushing? Uh, I'm going to tell you, Bill it's Gates? the meatless, the the uh, protein, like the plant-based meat is a, a huge thing that he's pushing. And then vaccines. Okay, so the plant-based meats, we'll come back to that. Okay, but, put a pin but in it. He's pushing, but he's pushing, he's pushing the vaccine, right? Yes. So he's pushing vaccines that he wants to... Uh, you know, get the WHO to say, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take these vaccines, we're gonna go to Africa, or we're gonna go to these uh, third world countries, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give these people some vaccines, and basically they're just a bunch of guinea pigs. Because, yeah, test you know, it out where life no, is cheap, right? Like life's cheap over oh, yeah, there, so yeah, test it there. Test, well, test it out where nobody's gonna report anything. No you shit. Know, because, because these people, these African nations, are all taking money from the International Monetary Fund, I'm sure. And uh, so, you know, these people are all, you know, they're getting fed by all these organizations. So, you know, they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. So, uh, you know, so he's pushing the vaccine. Well, is part of the, his donation money that he that he gave to Wunan Lab is, is part of that going to develop a type of virus that if it happens to get out now, he's got the vaccine for. And he's not going to make any I mean, money off of it, right? We'll, we'll, uh... Oh no, no, there's no, there's not going to be any money made at all. You know, Bill Gates don't do, <laughs> Bill Gates don't take a dump unless he's getting paid. So, but you know, and I, and I mean, and I mean, I'm not getting down on Bill Gates. He's a smart guy. I mean, he brought us Microsoft. He makes our computers work. 
Uh, oh, I got to disagree with but, you. I think he is not very smart yeah, at con- all. He stole. Well, I think. Well, I think. Well, I think he hires people that are smart. Okay, so, that, okay. and that's and that's basically what you want. I mean, even Richard Branson used to say that. Now, I'm not a very smart guy. I just hire people smarter than me. And uh, so anyway, so he's developing, you know, paying to help develop a virus, but he's also paying to help develop a, a vaccine that he wants to push on everybody, you know, to keep us from getting the COVID now. Because now it's COVID, it's not coronavirus anymore. And right. uh, so, I mean, I, it just seems very, very odd. And, and what's really odd is something that we touched on that you weren't familiar with because it was a story that was swept right under the rug. Okay, mainstream media is not going to report this. Uh, local news in Boston, which is very good, by the way, uh, reported reported on it. So, you know, us people in New England... Uh, you know, we're, you know, well, people that research are familiar with. I mean, I could talk to, you know, Joe Blow that comes into my shop and they're like, oh, no, I didn't hear nothing about that. But <laughs> there was a Harvard professor by the name of Charles Labor. He was the chair of the chemistry and uh, biology department at Harvard University. Uh, and for people that don't know, Harvard U- University is an Ivy League school. It's in Cambridge, Mass., which is Cambridge's part of Boston. Uh, very prestigious school, very wealthy school, very ultra liberal school. This dude is taking money from the Department of Defense, United States Department of Defense. You get about $15 million in grants from the Department of Defense, right? So of course the Department of Defense in the United States does the same thing as like what they do in Wunan, right? They develop viruses, they develop things for biological warfare, vaccines for troops or whatever. So he's getting $15 million from them but on the back end, he's taking $50,000 a month <laughs> from, the Chinese, from the Chinese government for three years. Now, you do the math on that. Oh, shit. Right? That sounds like Hunter Biden. 50, ti- 50 times 12 times three, right? And he got a one-time payment, $158,000 for living expenses. So this, this dude is not only getting money from the DOD, Department of Defense, he's getting money from Harvard to be a professor, right? So he's getting paid to do that. And he's getting fifty k a month from the Chinese government. What? The well, fuck? he didn't disclose. He didn't disclose that he was getting money from the Chinese government, and that's ultimately what he got arrested for. But here's where the story gets interesting. Now, this happened back in January. He got picked up in January. Nobody heard anything about. It. I mean, everybody we're hearing coronavirus, coronavirus, and, you know, this everything that we hear on the news: shutdown, do this, wear a mask, wash your hands, and uh, so so nobody had time to report on uh, the Dr. Charles Lieber who's taking money from the Chinese government, which actually had two Chinese nationals working with him doing research and air quotes, uh, which one of them uh, was actually a member of the, uh, what is it? The People's Republic Army or whatever, the Chinese army. So so this person's a spy. So so there was two people, one of them, so, so the FBI puts warrants out for them to go and pick them up, right? One of them escapes, gets away. Uh, they don't know where she is. Uh, you know, the speculation is that she's back in China. Definitely was a spy. She was supposedly doing cancer research at uh, uh, BU, uh, which is Boston University. And uh, so they caught this other person, Chinese national, at Logan Airport, getting ready to get on a plane. They caught, they caught them, and they had in their possession 21 vials of what they call biological research what 
Yes, biological research. So that's a fancy word for we're not going to tell you what the fuck is in these vials, but it's what some pretty serious fuck? shit because they're trying to smuggle it out of the country. So well, the oh Gates, my God, the dude. Gates Foundation donates to Harvard University as well. So wait, wait, wait. It, it what was that? Been, One more time. What, uh, what was that? The Gate. I believe the Gates Foundation also donates to Harvard University. I wouldn't be fucking surprised, dude. What the fuck, man? We got yeah, vials yeah. going. How many? Twenty-one vials. You said going out of the country of shit that no one can know what it is. Well, they're not disclosing what it is. Uh, there was some. Uh, you know, I tried. I did a bunch of research. There was some whistleblowers that said it was COVID, but there was also some reports saying that it was uh, cancer research. Which, okay, if it's cancer research, do the proper channels, get it out of the country the right way. Why are you trying to smuggle it out of the country? So they're trying to smuggle Holy it fuck. out of the country because if it was COVID, now that means did we invent COVID here? But it wasn't strong enough, so they wanted to smuggle it to Wunan so that they could add their stuff to it because this virus broken down has a lot of other elements in it. Uh, allegedly, it has HIV elements in it. It has cancer elements in it. It has all these different elements so that so that not only does it a, a attack you, your respiratory, it attacks other parts of you. And then it can, it can make you sick for a week or two if it doesn't kill you. It can make you sick for a week or two, and then it can come back and make you sick again. And then, and then possibly possibly make you sick with something else uh so what do you so, think about the idea like so you know this whole thing i think is a setup to get forced vaccines okay everyone's saying we need a vaccine everyone's throwing around this term the new normal we're not going to get back to normal until we get a uh, vaccine even donald trump is saying operation warp speed we're going to get a vaccine by early 2021 20, uh, but it just so happens that uh you know late this year supposedly the radiation coming through the ionosphere is going to be much higher and it won't be too detrimental to people's health unless they have heavy metals in their body. And we already know that there's a, uh, a very lowly, it's not very lethal, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just call it non-lethal mercury that's in vaccines. So that's a heavy metal right there. And so if we're catching more radiation through the ionosphere, isn't it possible that this whole thing is a setup for... Uh, you know, mass vaccines so that, you know, 80 or 90% of the people die. You know, the Georgia Guidestones say that we shouldn't be over 500 million or 50 million or whatever it is. I mean, I know, we're it's, way it's, over no, that. No, it's 500 million. It's 500 million. Okay, there you go. I mean, that's a lot of people that have to die to get to that point. And I feel like this whole thing, I mean, dude, they, they are very, very far ahead in what they do. And they've been tricking us since the dawn of time. I think that the same people that wrote the Bible shot JFK and, you know, made an attempt on Reagan's life. They started the Vatican. These are all the Jesuits, the Black Pope, the uh, Black Cube of Saturn worshipers. And, uh, you know, I think that we're, uh, you know, kind of distracted with the age of the Internet, as you said. I think that we're distracted on these things with this, you know, terrible virus with a 99.95% uh, survival rate, uh, you know, Trump being the agent of chaos that he is. I'm a, I'm a supporter of Trump, um, but I will not, you know, deny that he is an agent of chaos. Um, I think that there's something bigger at play here that we can't even comprehend. And I find the shit that you're saying pretty fucking interesting, man. I, I just don't, well, I don't know what to make of it. Well, yeah. So, so it is, it is hard to comprehend because you could sit and talk about this subject 
straight for the next month and still not put all the pieces together. And, and that's the whole thing about it. When you have, you have to make a roadmap. And, and there's some people that, uh, I'm trying to think of what the term is that they use. They would make this big map and I've actually looked at some of them, how everything is tied in. You know, it's kind of like the mean picture of the dude from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, we know the one well. He's got all the strings well, yeah. going here and going there. It's the same idea, right? But uh, yeah, so when you talk about the heavy metals, right? Uh, we're getting heavy metals without even getting vaccines, right? Because that's what this frigging chemtrail shit is. Exactly. When they're spraying, spraying these chemtrails, it's aluminum, it's borium, Ooh. it's other heavy metals. And I have I'm something to say myself, about that when you're done. Okay, I go got ahead. something. Oh, no. What I was saying, man, is that I, I work for a certain company. I never talk about where I work, but dude, there is an aluminum shortage right now. There's a huge aluminum shortage. And this is not a conspiracy. This is a fact that there's an aluminum shortage and they spray, like you said, barium and aluminum in these chemtrails. And the CIA admitted to chemtrails. People used to call us crazy for saying that chemtrails were a thing. But with this aluminum shortage and companies having to stick to their bare essential products, where's all that aluminum going? Aluminum doesn't cure the coronavirus. Without getting to t- into too much about what I do, uh, you know, because I'm trying to stay, you know, remotely anonymous for now. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a salvage operation and we sell metals and uh, they're not paying shit for scrap aluminum right now. I mean, I mean, it's like uh, 20, 30 cents less a pound than it was at the height, which it, it used to be uh, for, say, uh, uh, 550 or 656 or whatever aluminum wheels. We were getting like 75 cents a pound for that. Now I want to say today's price was 41 cents. So that that's quite a difference. So if there's an aluminum shortage, uh, is it just Alcoa? Because Alcoa controls all the aluminum, right? Which Alcoa was started by the Mellon family, which is another elite family that's up there with the uh, Rockefellers and all those. And the Mellon family, a lot of people haven't heard of them. Uh, and I'm just starting to do a lot of research on them, but everybody's probably heard of the Mellon Bank, right? So mm-hmm. so that's the family that started Alcoa, which Alcoa controls all the aluminum. Oh, shit. I've but heard of them, too. I've heard of Alcoa. Al- Alcoa makes all your big aluminum rims. When you see a, a Kenworth or Peterbilt, you know, a Mac, whatever, they all have Alcoa aluminum rims uh, because Alcoa shit. makes the best aluminum. I mean, they, they make the aluminum. They're the biggest, they're the biggest show in town. So if they're spraying, spraying all this aluminum and boring in the air, I mean, we're breathing this shit, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm trying to, you know what, it's funny because I had a good, good customer and he's still a friend of mine, uh, was actually a big NPR guy. He actually worked for the, uh, the state that I'm in, their public radio, their version of NPR. And, uh, and I used to do radio spots for them and stuff like that. And we got into this conversation once and he was here and I go, oh, look at chemtrails. Ah, Ronnie, that's just a that's just a myth. That's not that. That's a just, dude. That is not contrails. Okay, they don't they don't do contrails in a crisscross method, and then uh, you know, ten hours later it's it's cloudy, and then twenty four hours later it's raining. You know what I mean? So 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 my question is, what are they spraying? Why are they spraying it? So they're calling it once they finally owned up to it, they started calling it. Well, we're just geoengineering. Why don't you just fucking geo leave it alone? Because you know, you're, sp- you're, you're, you're spraying this shit. We're breathing it. It's getting on the plants. Uh, and, and, which, leads, which leads to another theory, which is a little further down a rabbit hole. But Let's do it. Uh, Take us there, man. So, so, so there's actually, uh, give an example. I heard this story about these mountain climber dudes, right? 
So they would climb these mountains. And in my state, we got some pretty high mountains. Uh, and there's always snow at the top of them. You know, even even in uh, early summer, there's snow. And it used to be, well, when we get to the top of the mountain, we'll eat some of the snow instead of drinking our water or whatever. And they were like, yeah, don't eat that snow. And they're like, why? Because it has all these chemicals in it from the chemtrails. So they took some of the snow, brought it back with them, had it tested, and sure enough, had aluminum, had boron. I'm trying to think of the other uh, heavy metals that are in it. So, I mean, they're contaminating stuff. Well, check out this other theory. Remember these big wildfires they had in Australia? So uh, in the wildfires we had out in California, the really bad fires. So this dude from Australia has got this theory that, you know, because they chemtrail down there too. They chemtrailing in Australia. And he says, and that stuff is highly flammable. And like, the, I think it's the borium. Maybe that's flammable. And, and I know aluminum, aluminum, aluminum can be flammable too when it's in, uh, you know, very, very fine powder. Barium's so, a type of thermite. Uh, Yes, right. So, so he's uh, so his theory was that they used the uh, directed energy weapons. They sprayed the chemtrails through all these dry areas in Australia. Same thing with California, and then they sent the dues, you know, the directed energy weapons, and lit that place up on fire because they had an agenda. And I don't know what the agenda was. He he went over it, but it's been a while since I listened to that guy. But I'm saying. What they're spraying is definitely affecting things. It's, it's affecting people's gardens. So you're growing shit and it's getting this stuff on it. I mean, where you normally just want to walk up, grab a tomato off your plant and eat it, well, you might want to wash that off, right? So so I know we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent with the whole chemtrail thing, but you know- Well, this is all health is related. Yeah, it's all health related. So, okay, so, so I just remembered where I wanted to go. So we're breathing all these heavy metals in, right? So- when these heavy metals are in our system, is this vaccine that they, you know, you know, and what is that going to cause? Like, we don't even know what that's going to cause, right? Because that's definitely nothing they're going to tell you. They're not going to disclose. I mean, it took them forever to disclose the fact that they were actually doing it. Yeah. So we're getting all that into our system. So what is it that we're going to get sick? We're going to get sick down the road from who knows what, right? And it's a health issue. So is this something that they're saying, well, let's, uh, Let's maybe put a little bit of this COVID in them chemtrails and, and see if it spreads. Oh, because, wow. All right. So, I mean, so think about that because the government admitted finally that they that they dumped a bunch of virus over, what was it, San Francisco or Los Angeles back at the turn of the, uh, back in the 30s and 40s to see how fast the uh, sickness would spread. So, I mean, are they doing that to us? We just don't know. But, well, man, but there's a pushing. whole there's a whole committee of the judicial branch that is in charge of dealing with vaccine lawsuits. You know what yeah. I mean? It's been a thing for yeah. for you know since the uh, Cutter incident when a ton of people after Jonas Salt created the vaccine for polio, uh, you know everyone was was uh, you know basically making it however they wanted to make it, and Cutter infected hundreds and hundreds of people, and then they got sued, and then this is the spawn of this uh, vaccine court system so i mean that lets right. you know right there that there's a lot of liability and you know most vaccines i think the the safer process is like seven years so operation warp speed it's a failure in the making man and i hope that you know if trump is elected again he'll just say that like you know okay there's no warp speed you don't have to wear masks anymore you do what you want i i'm gonna write out my last four years and i'm gonna do the, the shit that i said i was going to do uh, but yeah, no, it's it's we're living in a weird, weird time, man. And uh, yeah, well, you know what? They're trying to push everything onto us too fast. Uh, it's just like this, uh, you know, 
I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence on whether this is a, just a bullshit thing or if it's a real deal. Uh, I do know some people that were diagnosed with COVID. Uh, they worked in nursing homes. So, and I know that's mostly where the, where the COVID is actually hitting is in the nursing homes. But, uh, but you know, if, if you look at it either way, right? So if you look at it either way, uh, it's still causing an issue, right? Like, I think now they're trying to open up all these states and trying to do this. And you see these idiots, there's, you know, hundreds of them at a pool party or all these people in a bar and they're doing this. And now all of a sudden it's spiking. But here's where the WHO comes in. WHO comes on just last week and they say, well, there's no data that shows that uh, these protests are causing any spikes in the, <laughs> uh, in, in the coronavirus. But President Trump's rally, oh, yeah, that's caused that's caused. That's a no, spikes. no. Yeah. So, so so right there, that tells you that this this guy's being controlled by the left. He's being controlled by the by the deep state who's. You know, Trump is not a not a member of it. They're just doing everything they can. To, I mean, look at ever they were trying to get rid of him before he was elected because they knew he was going to get elected, right? So, so now the WHO is saying, okay, yeah, all these uh, rioters and all these protesters and all this stuff, yeah, no spikes there. No, that's all good. And uh, it, it, and I think it's kind of strange because you know how they have these contract uh, contact tracing people now out doing surveys. The contact tracer people or out surveying people that have, uh, you know, been around people that have had COVID, uh, possibly in large crowds or whatever. They told them if you're interviewing somebody for the survey and they were part of the protest, you can't interview them. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Of, co of course, this person's in the protest. You've got literally thousands of people in the street in a number of US cities and not just the United States. In uh, England, in Australia, France. Germany, Fra France is a big one. They've been protesting in France for a few years now, not over this, but, you know, on, on the other things with the whole, what's it, the Yellow Vest movement. And so if you're not going to test these people, how are you going to get real numbers? You're not going to get real numbers. Because when we see a spike, you can't blame it on the bar. You can't blame it on the beach. You can't blame it on, you know, people hanging out, going to barbecues. And that, to me, is what they want to do because, you know, they're talking about this second wave, second wave, and they've been talking second wave from the beginning. So we could have another series of shutdowns. And, uh, and like, I'm already preparing to not, you know, to be, you know, business go down really down low, you know, towards the end of the year. You know, we start getting into October, November, which is traditionally slow months in this business anyways. Oh, that's when and, we start uh, getting so, alien invasions, man. Yeah, well, that's uh, Project Blue Beam, which you guys have covered already. Uh, but but I mean, but I mean, the WHO is just like, you know, why don't you're supposed to give us the real information? You're not supposed to give us the one-sided information from the people that are telling you what to say. And in, and in my opinion, that's what they're doing. So I mean, you got all these people protesting. You mean to tell me, out of a thousand people, there weren't at least two or three people that were uh, COVID positive and, and spreading it to somebody else? Come on. So man, you just, are on just, fire we're not, right we're now. We're not getting real numbers. Yeah, we're not getting real numbers. We're never going to get real numbers. It's just that they're not. I mean, you can't even get tested. Ever say anybody that wants a test can get a test. Just like hey, you want to keep your doctor, you get to keep your doctor, which was another bullshit story. <laughs> so if you want to get a test, so if you want to get tested, you go listen. I want to get tested. Well, what is this, this, and this? They ask you a bunch of questions, and you answer it, and they're like, Yeah, no, you're not getting tested. Huh. And, and not to mention the tests that are coming back with false positives. So maybe you're better off not to get tested. I don't know. 
Well, you know, it's crazy. Well, yeah, did you did you hear that that uh, facility in Seattle got shut down? That was a Bill and Melinda Gates sponsored facility passing out tests with, uh, you know, 40 percent false positives. And the FDA actually shut them down. And for Bill Gates facilities to get shut down, that's when it's just in your face. And that's when they're saying, like, no, this is too much. We have to shut you down because so many people are waking up to this fact. But you said one thing that I wanted to kind of touch on real quick with, um, you know, the very biased sides of how things are going. With George Floyd, he's the only person that had a funeral in, you know, the last few months. I mean, my uncle passed away and we can't have a funeral until we're safely allowed to get around each other. And that's just going to be ripping off a scab for his family, man, for his close, close family. I mean, I was very close to him, too. My dad's brother. I mean, it's it's a shitty, shitty situation that we're going to have to revisit this. And it's going to be fresh in our minds again because of this six foot distance and all this bullshit but someone gets a free funeral paid for by Floyd Mayweather. By the way, the man was six foot, six and a half feet tall. The coffin was only six one. Who was in that coffin? You know what I mean? Hey, that's that's another a, fucking that's story. A, that's a whole nother show right there that we could definitely spend some time on because there's a lot of conspiracy theories involved in that. Of course, man. What I wanted to ask you, though, man, is where does the Red Cross fit into all of this? Because I think that the Red Cross is a front for adrenochrome, man. I'm just going to say it. The fucking lizard people, they want to drink the blood of anyone that donates. They'll give you false positives on hep C. And then once you get a, I mean, this isn't me. This is someone I heard. I don't have hep C. I wasn't accused of having hep C. I'm just saying that. They they'll give. I've never donated blood in my life. I'm not a I'm not an organ donor. No you, lizard you, people you, get you my could, shit. You could you could I could I uh, could yeah, donate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no one gets my shit. I I die with my organs in me. Okay. Um. But I think that this whole organization is a front for something that is much deeper. I mean, you know, Kuru is that cannibal disease where you know your brain starts shorting out when you aren't getting human yeah, blood. Cow. It's like hum- Yeah, exactly. It's human mad man uh mad cow disease and um. I mean, where do you think that the Red Cross fits in? I've heard good things and bad things, but I think it's a very, very, uh, it's another rabbit hole that you can dive into. Okay, okay. so the Red Cross is another organization that uh, obviously, you know, they're out doing good things. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're going to, if you're going to have some type of organization that on the backside is doing things you shouldn't be, you're going to want to make it look like you're doing all this good for everybody, right? And I think that's what the Red Cross does. And uh, so you brought you brought up the adrenochrome, which is something else that just blows people's minds. And I mean, I can't even talk to people about adrenochrome because, I mean, I have a select few that will actually sit down and listen to me. But, you know, <laughs> OK, so the, so the Red Cross gets your blood for free. Right. So check this scam out. This is a great scam. Whoever came up with it. So so the Red Cross uh, is controlled or probably was started by the Rothschild family. Right. So How, why, why is that? Uh, why is that? So the Rothschild family, it actually is documented that they were the, I, I believe they were the first ones that came up with the idea to have this, uh, you know, the Red Cross, the Red Crescent, the Red Shield. Uh, what is the other one? Uh, the International Red Cross, the ICRC. Oh, their, their family insignia. The, like, so they were the, the, uh, uh, the Red what Shield. Are they, the- the, the Bowers before, and then they changed their name to Rothschild, which is Red Shield. And so, yeah, Red Cross. Holy shit. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, so, man? You're blowing so my mind. It's my, it's, it's my belief that the Rothschilds, uh, they may not. I, well, I think the Rothschilds control almost every aspect of everything, to be honest. Uh, but uh, so, I mean, they're they're uh, well, it's rumored that there's actually families richer and more secretive than the Rothschilds. But the Rothschilds are the most popular. Right. So 
they're the ones that that people in our business or our hobby, I should say, that, that's that's the one go-to family that you're going to study to see, you know, what's going on with these evil bastards. So so the Red Cross does this. Hey, you know, we need blood. You know, come down and donate blood. The world needs blood and da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, you're doing a good thing. I mean, my wife donates blood. I have a bunch of ton, tons of friends that donate blood, and it's fine. It's They're doing it with good intentions. It makes them feel good. It's for a good cause. And I, and I get it. It is a good cause. But they take your blood. They process it. Of course, they process it into different things. They process it into, you know, uh, raw blood, platelets, uh, plasma, you know, for, uh, like for like uh, bone marrow transplants and things like that. I mean, so it's a good thing. But they get it for free and then they turn around and they sell it to the hospitals, which I mean, I, I get it. You know, you're, you're in business to make money, but you're supposed to be a nonprofit. And, yeah. With plasma, you get paid. Is, so that's interesting that only plasma pays you, but nothing else does, you know, that I've never thought about that, but that's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. So, so what they do is then the hospital gets it and marks it up, you know, who, who knows how many times. So for a pint of blood that they get for free, the hospital's maybe getting a grand or two grand. I mean, I don't know for sure what they get for it. Uh, I, I probably could find that out if I talked to the right person. But, uh, but then you take, uh, let's bring the RH negative factor into it, okay? So, so they, you know, a lot of people with RH negative blood, and that's, and that's people that have blood that uh, has a DNA sequence that uh, they just don't know where it comes from. It's just like, uh, you know, where does it come from? And, Again, that's a whole other story. Uh, and the reason why I'm a little familiar with that is because I myself am RH negative. So, and in, in I am uh, an O negative. And O negative is like less than 15% of us in the world. But here's the thing with O negative, right? O negative is universal donor, which means I could give it the blood to Ryan. I could give it to Brandon. I could give it to anybody and everybody on this planet. However, I can only take it from an O negative person. So, so when you're in a hospital and they don't know what your blood type is, boom, you get O negative until they find out what your blood type is. Then when they find out what your blood type is, well, then they give you that. You know, it could be AB, AB, AB positive, whatever. And uh, O negative can literally go to anybody. They call it the universal donor. Well, if you donate O negative blood to the Red Cross, they're like, holy shit, here's a cash cow right here. So we're going to hound you. We're going to want your blood. We're going to want you to donate every month. And, this and, that. and there's some O negatives that are like, hey, I don't have a problem donating blood, but you're going to pay me for it. And there's some instances where the Red Cross will pay O negatives for their blood. I am like you. I don't donate blood. I know it's probably wrong. I don't do it. I just, I, I'm just funky about it. Hey, no judgment uh, here, man. Organ I, I am an organ donor. Uh, I will say that I am an organ donor. Uh, if you if you want the body parts that I'm leaving behind, fucking good luck. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this guy's mind for yeah. sure. <laughs> I was going to say no one wants my liver or my kidneys. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after a good weekend, my check liver light comes on. You know, I like my tequila pretty well. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, but anyways, so so getting back to the Red Cross, you know, not only do they get a product for free and then charge like crazy money for it, do they get their hands on the blood? that they use for adrenochrome, right? Like, like you brought that up, the adrenochrome. And I think that answer is possibly, but I think more in tune to Planned Parenthood is probably supplying the blood for the adrenochrome. Because oh, Planned Parenthood these, shady as fuck. Yeah, well, that's another whole organization that was designed for population control. And I think that's what this whole COVID, Bill Gates Foundation, uh, 
all goes back to the elites, uh, the Georgia Guidestones that you touched on earlier. This is all depopulation agenda. There's what are we coming up on? Eight billion people in the world. Yeah, dude, that's a lot of people. You that know? is a lot and of people. Like, and if they want to get it down to five hundred million, well, they got to think of a way to get rid of some of us, and it ain't going to be gas chambers. That ain't going to do it quick enough. So, so what they're going to do? They're going to get they're going to get us all sick. They all going to give us this uh, this vaccine. Then who knows? This vaccine could have cancer in it. It's, I, we know it has HIV elements in it, and uh, and so I mean it's not going to give you AIDS, but it has it has HIV elements in it. And, yeah, we know uh, we, they, so, they play the long game. You know what I mean? They don't care if it happens tomorrow. They've got the time and they've got the resources and the money to do all of this shit. And a lot of people don't realize how much one billion is. You haven't been even like you haven't been alive for one billion seconds until you're 32 years old. That would hopefully put it into perspective for some people. If that puts it into perspective, yeah. Like if you had a billion dollars, that's nine hundred ninety-nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. You know what I mean? That's that's some serious money. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we got 8 billion people. So, so they want to give us this vaccine that they want to fast track. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I'm not taking no vaccine. I, you don't know what it's going to do. I mean, I'm not taking a vaccine. I'm not taking a flu shot. I'm not doing none of that. I did take a flu shot one time. And that was only because a very good friend of ours was diagnosed with cancer. And if we were going to visit with her, we had to have proof that we had a uh, flu shot. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting a flu shot. I'm not going to go see her. I mean, you know, she's part of our gang. But anyways, uh, so, but I haven't gotten one since. My father got a flu shot a few years back, and he got pneumonia when he when he took the flu shot. Oh, yeah. Well, some people get the flu shot, and they get sick right off the bat. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, just some people are more susceptible to getting colds anyways. I don't get many colds. I think I have a pretty robust uh, immune system, and I think I'm just going to let it do its job, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is being an O negative, you know, there was a lot of reports with the COVID in the beginning that if you were O blood type or O negative blood type, uh, you were less uh, susceptible to getting the COVID. Uh, and I think that had to do with the HIV elements because uh, uh, RH negative people, we're missing something in our blood cell that does not let the HIV virus attach to it. So I wouldn't say that we're immune to HIV or AIDS, but we're, we're pretty resistant to it. So, uh, so it's, it's just, you know, and they're saying that people with A blood types are more susceptible to getting it or whatever. I mean, these are all just other stories that come out. But I'm not, I'm not taking a vaccine. And they want to push this vaccine. And now I just saw this thing that's uh, called Kobe Pass. Did you see about that? The Kobe this, Pass? Uh, this, it's called Kobe Pass. It's, it's, a, uh, it's like a passport. It's like a passport. Okay, yeah, so tattoo. You've, been, yeah. you've, been va- you've been vaccinated for this and everything. So you can, you're free to travel. That's so, patent six six six. Yeah, so that's so that's like, uh, you know, do I need Kobe Pass to uh, you know go to the grocery store? Do I need it to go get gasoline? Do I need it to go you know to the doctors? You know, whatever. What what is this? What's going to happen? Man, and, that's and, when and, slavery and, comes back, right there. Is that's when like people that are rich enough to not want to go and risk themselves to get a vaccine, they'll pay someone. It's not going to be about skin color, or religion, or anything else. But that's when they'll like rich people that don't want to go and get a vaccine will exploit people to go and do their grocery shopping, go and do all of this shit like these mundane day to day activities that they don't want to do. And if you ask me, man, I honestly think that they already have a vaccine ready and they know the exact side effects of it, but they're just holding out, making it seem like they're taking time and that they're working on something that's going to be as safe as possible. I, I absolutely think that they already have a vaccine. It's ready to rock. And we're just going to wait until uh, they say that here, here's the green light, take it. It's safe. We did our, 
highest level of testing on it. And, uh, you know, no one's going to die. No one's going to die from it. You're not going to get sick. Um, you know, who knows where, how far ahead they are. We know that they plan things in advance. And, um, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up here, man, I just want to kind of get your just your final thoughts on, on where we're going as a society with this racial division that they're promoting, you know, this health situation that we find ourselves in right now. It doesn't seem like anything good is going to come of this unless it's something very, very good. You know what I mean? Like, like it's either going to be like, you know, driving through like a fucking storm and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're in the in the clear or we're just fucked. I don't know which it's it's a 50 50 shot at both. Well, OK, so I have my feelings on what's going to happen. OK. And, and, and people probably aren't going to agree with it or whatever. But now we have all this racial division, which, you know, we didn't have for eight years when Obama was president, but now we have it. Right. So we have that, you know, is that a distraction? Is the COVID a distraction? Is something coming that they don't want us to know about? Cause they're not going dis- to disclose any of it until it's too late. Right. So <laughs> I think with all this racial division that's going on, uh, I think they use cases, obviously this all started over this George Floyd guy who had absolutely probably did not deserve to die the way he died. If in fact he did die. And that's a, that's his thing for another story. That's but very interesting. Yeah. To, to get people, to get people riled up, get them in the streets, get this COVID thing spreading again. Cause it was trying to, it's starting to dive out, right? It's starting to die out. So, so the left is like, Oh man, what are we going to do? We got to make Trump look as bad as we can. Uh, because if we open everything up, the economy is going to do good. He's going to look good. You know, he was president, the COVID, we defeated the COVID. He's going to get reelected. What are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. I think, I think they're going to run this for all it's worth. And in this racial division oh, yeah. is, is, is real, is really what now, I mean, come on, change an answer. My syrup. Give me a fucking break. You know, <laughs> what about Antimima uncle Ben, syrup. man? Uh, uncle Ben's rice, which I used to call uncle Ben's perverted rice. Uh, and you got uh, you got all this now NASCAR, no Confederate flags. Well, you know what? There was a law in the 50s that was made that all Confederate soldiers and Confederate this and that, Confederate that, they were still Americans. They will be treated as American war dead. They will be considered huh. Americans. That was a law. And now, you know, even NASCAR, I mean, NASCAR saying, okay, you can't, you can't fly a Confederate flag at a NASCAR, NASCAR event. You can't wear a MAGA hat. You can't wear those. But you could do a Black Lives Matters this and have a car branded Black Lives Matter. That's okay. This shit Amazon was, was selling the ISIS flag and they banned the Confederate flag. They were selling the yeah. ISIS flag and banned the Confederate flag. Think about that for yeah. a minute, people. Like, this yeah. is yeah. people yeah. that are cutting yeah. people's so, heads off. You know there what I mean? Was, it's, there's it's so crazy. much stuff that infuriates me that I see what's going on. You know, my family came here in the 1640s. My family fought in the revolution. My family actually had a family ancestor that died at the Battle of Bunker Hill. And, oh, uh, you know, fought in the revolution, fought in the civil, fought in every war. You know, my mom's uncle, she had six uncles, my great uncles. Every single one of them was in World War II. And luckily they all came back. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, my family's pretty fucking patriotic family. And I consider myself pretty patriotic. And, you know, when they're like, well, you know, was I an immigrant? Well, my ancestors were immigrants because they came here from England to be on their own. 
you know, in the 1640s. And, and I mean, look at what they went through, you know? So, you know, I, I feel as though, you know, my family helped America become America. So yeah, I'm a pretty hardcore patriot, you know? And, and when I see stuff, these idiots burning the American flag, like you say, uh, you know, ISIS flag being sold, you know? And I mean, there's a whole thing, uh, another whole story where, uh, you know, we were supporting ISIS, you know, ISIS was our lapdogs, you know, and it probably was, who knows? Well, but, ISIS you know, is just, Mossad. It was the, uh, what was it? Israeli Secret Intelligence Service is what ISIS truly stands for. Uh, Mossad well, funded that, funded. that them. could be. I've never heard of that angle, but it's definitely something I would look into. But, you know, here it is. And I think the whole thing in the Middle East was just another distraction. You know, I yep. mean, everything is a distraction. There's a bottom line here. And getting back to the Red Cross, now, I know we're coming to the end of the show, but let me just run something by you. Of course. So remember, remember when Gaddafi got overthrown right yeah so stabbed in the uh, ass yeah yeah so so we go over we we uh overthrow saddam hussein who was actually a cia operative you know what i mean he he worked for us until we found out that he was gonna he was gonna go off the u.s petrodollar and start trading oil and uh in uh, gold and then all of a sudden oh saddam hussein uh yeah we gotta find all these reasons which have proven now that was bullshit for us to go and invade iraq but the end result was what we wanted. We got rid of Hussein. Uh, and now it's this whole little cluster over there now, you know. And uh, so anyway, so Gaddafi was threatening to go off the American petrodollar, trade oil in the gold dinar. And as soon as we got wind of that, guess what happened to him? Dead. He died. So, yeah. you know, so we, so we can't have that. But the ICRC goes in there. And... Where did all the Gaddafi's money go? Now we're talking to Red Cross, right? Red Cross goes over there. Now all of a sudden, all the Gaddafi's money is gone. And we're talking billions of dollars, right? So then they find a safe house with boxes and boxes and boxes of American cash. Now I mean, probably a couple billion dollars. I mean, this, this looked like uh, El Chapo's like storeroom. There was so much cash. I mean, you'd have to go in there with a fucking Ford truck to move it all. That's how much cash there is. And, and where did that go? You know, it disappeared. It disappeared. And the Red Cross had something to do with it. So there's a theory that the Red Cross is actually a money laundering operation for the elite. Uh, and I just wanted to touch on that before the show was over because I think it, I think it's interesting. interesting want, yeah, dude. That's crazy yeah. as fuck. So, One yeah. thing, too. El Chapo is Hitler's son. Look that up. Look that I don't up. I've never heard of that one. El Chapo is Hitler's son, and Justin Trudeau is uh, what's the Cuba guy? Fidel Castro. Oh, he's son. Fidel. Ca he's Fidel Castro's kid, no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, my you, guy, you, man. You look at you look at young pictures of Fidel Castro. You look at you look at Trudeau. That is Castro's kid, and it was a story where where Trudeau's mom had an affair, where Trudeau's parents were friends with Fidel Castro. Which just makes Trudeau's trying to push his socialist agenda in, in Canada. You know, without saying where I am, I'm pretty fucking close to Canada. So, uh, so you know, French Canada. So, uh, which is just like going to France if you haven't been there. You cr you you cross into Quebec, and everybody speaks French. It's all French culture. Everything is French there. But anyway, so Trudeau was in Ottawa, right? Which is in Ontario. That fucking guy is Fidel Castro's kid because it was a story where Cadastro and his mom had a little affair. Now, all of a sudden, she gets pregnant, and off to Canada we go, and this kid is born, and now he comes. Well, the Trudeau is a political family in Canada. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, 
But anyway, so now this young Canadian becomes the prime minister. Is it the prime minister? Is that what they call him up there? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they're kind of like, I don't know if they're still under British rule or not, but when I was a kid, they were. And uh, so, so anyway, so, but Canada is, is very socialist. They have socialized medicine. Uh, they have uh, a very high tax rate. I want to say you pay 17 or 18% tax on every transaction you make. It doesn't matter what it is. So they have that money to work with. But no, you're right. You're right on the Castro Trudeau. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I misspoke. Thing, yeah. It's not El Chapo. It was uh, Escobar. That is uh, ah, Hitler's yes. kid. It's, it's not That's it's not Chapo. I misspoke on that. Um, that yeah, we got is him. Interesting. Yeah. Check out Pablo Escobar being Hitler's kid. It, I, I, I am kind of drunk right now. I'm buzzing. OK, just to let you know. But um, while hey, we end this, hey, man. So, so so that makes sense. That makes more sense than Chapo. Chapo was Mexican. So uh, and, and just for disclosure, I got a ton of Mexican friends. I have no problem with Mexican. people. Hey, you're good, man. Whatsoever. We're, we're half Mexican over here. Hard, hard working people, hard working people. So uh, what uh, Escobar was Colombian. Now, yeah. uh, and Escobar was also a CIA operative, just so everybody knows that. I mean, so he was selling more dope. He, he was selling more dope to the CIA. I mean, that the whole Barry Seal thing, which, again, story for another show. Yes, but, sir. Uh, so, you know, uh, my theory getting back to Hitler was that Hitler did escape and he made his way to Argentina. So uh, we could talk about that another time. But, you know, we will, uh, I think, too. I, I always wondered. I always wondered Hitler. Hitler never wanted to really have kids. But I but I think that maybe he was kind of maybe forced to have kids so that they could continue the Fourth Reich. So uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, what was that? Operation Odessa was the word I was trying to think of. Operation Odessa was when the Germans had this whole uh, pipeline of ways for the Nazis to escape. And uh, I mean, you can go down in South America, this whole this whole cities and everything, all the people in the German, they belong with blue eyes. Okay, that's not native. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll no, get, that's crazy, get a little man. off topic. Yeah, I'm sorry that I even said uh, fucking Chapo, man. Like, I feel like an idiot. But yeah, no, it was Escobar, which means Escobar was a Rothschild because Hitler was a Rothschild. But real quick, Ron, do you have anything that you want to plug? Do you want to plug your social media so that some of our listeners can go and follow you? Well, actually, not yet. I, I'm working on putting all that, what I call my social media infrastructure together. Uh, okay. I did just join Parler, like uh, like all of us have, right? All of us people that are... Uh, leaning to the right because allegedly we're not going to get censored over there. The but, truth or uh, But yeah, you know, if uh, if I come on another show or whatever, I mean, I'll, I'll have some stuff set up. Uh, I had mentioned before, you know, we're working on putting up my own podcast, which is something I've been wanting to do for a couple of years. And I, and I think I have enough knowledge to pull that off. I think I could have some interesting shows. But yes, uh, you could. So so I think when the time comes, you know, I'm I'm working on, you know, I'm working on that. I'm working on a website and some things like that. And when the time comes, I'll say, hey, listen, OK, this is who I am. You know, I'm not anonymous anymore. Here's what you can do. You can come check me out, listen to my show, do whatever you want. Uh, and then just, you know, kind of like how all the podcasters do it. It's just something I'm interested in doing, something I'm definitely going to do. Hey, man, we would be honored to be guests on your show over and over again, and we will absolutely have you back for a different you topic. You need to, man. You need this to. This was yeah. fun. Well, you know what? We, we could do a swap cast, right? Absolutely, I mean, I mean, man. Yeah, I love swap cast. That's how I found you guys. Uh, it was either – it was either. did you do a swap cast with, uh, with Sam Tripoli? Did you do uh, – where did I – I'm trying to remember where I found you guys. And, and I'm glad swap... I did because – 
the only swap cast that we've done, I think that you found us off of Instagram. I'm pretty proactive on Instagram. But, maybe uh, the, that's maybe that's what it was. And I'm like, hey, these hey these guys are pretty good. I'm gonna listen to. I listen to podcasts every night, and uh, I've been listening to yours. Uh, I don't think I've got all forty episodes, uh, forty something episodes in yet. Uh, but but I definitely like it. I, you guys have got a good format. I like the format. I really appreciate you uh, inviting me onto the show too. It's something I really really was looking forward to doing. You know, since you mentioned dude, it. Dude, you're blowing our mind and kissing our ass. We're definitely going to have you back, man. Don't don't have any second guesses about that. Hey, I'm Make game. So- I'm game for that anytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll get a, like we'll get to a topic unless together. You, unless you didn't realize that, I like to chat, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, a, that's a New England yeah, thing, Yeah, you're proving right? your, you guys, your heritage, you talk, man. You guys talk shit, and you, you have fun, and uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show, and just uh, knowing that you're a supporter is a, is a huge, huge plus for us, man, so... Thank you yeah, so hey, much, I Ron. Wish you, I wish you guys all the luck because I think you got a good thing going there. Well, thank you. We really do appreciate that. Um, so, guys, we're wrapping it up here. Um, stay on with us on on Zoom here um, just when we finish okay. up. But um, thank you all. Uh, don't follow Ron yet. He doesn't want you following him. He's a very anonymous, enigma type of a dude. Follow us and, so, uh, so that you, you know, can he's doing his thing. I, I know he blew anonymous your fucking minds. <laughs> he blew your minds and look forward to this man starting a podcast because we are going to have some heavy, heavy competition when he does. So uh, again, thank you, Ron. Uh, we really, really appreciate it, man. And you have a safe night. I know it's raining like crazy over there right now. Drive careful. Watch out for those Antifa fuckers. And, uh, you know, I already know that you're, that you're protecting yourself, man. So be careful. And uh, we will uh, definitely talk to you in a couple of weeks here again for another all right, that, mind blowing awesome. episode. Thanks, guys. All right, take care, Ron. Talk soon. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. Peace.